Dear friends in Christ, grace and peace be unto you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. As we continue in our sermon series these uh, weeks, we've been looking at discovering our life story. Last week, we talked again about how God provides a variety of ways to bring into our life rich meaning and purpose. And we said last week that he even used some of the negative turns in our life, some of those trials uh, and times of struggle in our lives for some good if we allow him to do that. And even through those times, he brings purpose and meaning into our lives. Today we look at, as you see the title, Creating Positive Incidents. God wants to fill our lives with desires and passions that he has given in us to expand on and use as we serve other people around us. Recently I heard a story about an author who had published one book 50 years ago, and it became a a national bestseller. And throughout the 50 years now, um, since he wrote it, it's, it's continued to be a bestseller. So he became very wealthy, and, and he decided he wasn't going to write anymore. Well, during these last years, um, he kind of lived a, a, a lonely life, living in his house without really going out much, and recently he died. And until he de- his death, he He lived in that home, and hardly anybody ever went in and out. He didn't talk to anybody. He thought that since he was wealthy, he didn't need anybody else. Well, it is said that in the last years of his life, he had developed some severe mental uh, problems. You know, our growth, our maturity, our stability in life depends on ourselves getting out of the house, so to speak, and interacting with others. We're not meant to be loners. As we join the parade of life, we find that we want to do something specific in life that gives us joy, and we begin to pursue it. A person really has a vacuum inside if they don't live for anything, if they have no direction, if there's no worthwhile reason to get out of bed in the morning. A person like this is left directionless and has no sense of meaning, for sure. People like that need help finding a project to get busy on, something that gives them purpose. We talked earlier in this series about Viktor Frankl, a famous psychologist in Austria who worked through his career with suicidal patients. And he continued over the years to ask these people he worked with, what good thing could you bring to this world? And as they struggled with that question, and as they many times came up with an answer, It wasn't long before those who were once depressed gained hope that their life really could mean something now. 
David Miller, the author of the book Storyline, says, you see, all of us were designed for a noble cause, a noble purpose. He says, even before the fall, God gave Adam a job. We all need jobs. We all need projects. Adam was to name the animals. Now, did God do this because God couldn't think of the names himself? No. No. God did this because he had designed Adam, you see, to be a little bit like him, to be creative and to breathe the names of various species into existence. That was Adam's job. We have the Spirit of God living in us, too. And God has given us a purpose. He's given us all a project, something unique, something important for us to do in our lives as well. It's true. You and I are no different than Adam. We need purpose. We need projects to be healthy. We need to have a a vision and to breathe something new into this world. We don't, uh, if we don't find something like that, we can kind of live life as if we're in a fog. And we, you know, people in a fog don't know what direction to go. If a person's life seems meaningless, it's likely because they live in that kind of vacuum where, yes, they may have their basic needs taken care of, but they haven't found a noble cause to ignite their passions. Generally, people who have noble ambitions live inspiring lives. Martin Luther King wanted racial equality, and Mother Teresa wanted dignity for the marginalized. Winston Churchill wanted, yes, to defeat Hitler. You know, you you pick up any DVD cover and turn it on the backside and read a little bit about the movie that's uh, enclosed, usually the core of any movie has to do with a person who wants something but has to overcome kind of some, some type of conflict in order to get what they want in life. Luke Skywalker, you remember, wanted to defeat the evil empire, and the whole Star Wars series is built on that. Frodo wanted to destroy what? The Ring, yeah, and that was what that series of movies was all about. If your life was today summarized on the backside of a DVD or on a movie poster, what would it say? Would it say that your life goal was to get your mortgage paid off? That's a worthy goal, but I hope your life goal is more than that. I hope it's not that your life goal is just to get bigger and better things and stuff to fill your house with. No, I hope your life goals would be like maybe day by day to show my husband or wife that I love them or to mentor maybe some some kids that are having a hard time in school. And the the list goes on and on. Now, those are the kind of goals that can give purpose and direction to our lives. 
There's nothing wrong with wanting some of those things that money can buy as long as it doesn't take away from what God's true intention for your life is to be about. If we want to have great stories, we're going to have to want noble things to center those stories around. Martin Luther King's story didn't die when he died. Mother Teresa's story isn't dead either. Their lives are, you see, subplots of a greater epic. And we've been talking about that greater epic, and we've been talking about all of us have stories that are subplots of God's great story. If you have a vision today, or if you have a project that can ignite your passions, I hope it it involves having an influence on people around you. I think God's asking us to look at our hearts today and ask the question, what makes us come alive? What ignites our passion? And what can save other people because of that passion that God has given us? Saving many lives, and that can be done in a variety of ways, isn't just about spreading the gospel or, or bringing food to the hungry, hungry so they can be saved physically. Saving many lives can simply be improving your marriage or other people's marriages or, or guiding young people through transitions or career choices or it can be encouraging your neighbor who's going through a tough time and then a few months later you encourage that neighbor over there and that neighbor over there. That could be your passion to help those people around you. That's what I mean by using your passions for saving lives. You see, a life-saving ambition could simply be living out a great marriage. It could be doing business day by day, whatever you're doing in your life work, in an honest way. That can have an impact on people. Or raising your children to know and follow Christ. Of course, that's a very important uh, purpose and goal for life. Don Miller concludes, he says, the key to living a great story is to find that place where your passions and the saving of many lives interact. Once you clarify that passion, that true ambition, your life will just make more sense because you have direction. Don Miller writes, you were designed to move forward with something. Human beings should go somewhere until they die. We go places in our careers, he says, and in our relationships, our bodies becoming different as we grow older. All things are changing. Nothing is static. That's true, isn't it? Every day there are changes. Anything static is dead. And any mind that doesn't know clearly where they are going is dying psychologically. One of the most healing things that you can do in your life is to point somewhere at the distant horizon and say to yourself, 
I'm going to go there. I'm going to go there. Paul says in our text today that he who began a good work in you, he who has given you that passion, that desire, will bring it to completion. In other words, you will be able to bear fruit if you give that passion and that desire to God and let him take that and you and use you as a servant of his throughout your life. You weren't designed to sit around and look at yourself in the mirror. No, we were designed to be distracted in life because it's so easy to just sit on the couch, so to speak, throughout our, our existence here. We're called, you see, to do something outside of ourselves. And this is why the feeling of, of love is so pleasant and so important because love frees us from just thinking only about ourselves all the time. One of the keys to emotional health, then, is to get lost in something greater than ourselves. I think what, it's, what uh, Don Miller is trying to get across in this particular uh, area of the book is that we are to take time to be alone and to ask God to help us find out what that ambition is, some desire that would ignite the passion within us. That's the first thing we can do if we want to create positive incidents that would lift us up and have an influence on other people. Secondly, we need to ask ourselves how that ambition can affect the people around us. In each, is each ambition there for a purpose? Yes, it is. And it can have a profound effect on other people, even when we don't think it has. If you want a meaningful and positive life, take some time, even in this week ahead, to ask God to give you guidance. Lord, what is that passion? What do you want me to do? I'm just kind of wandering through life in the fog, and I, I wonder what direction to go in the next part of my life. I pray today that our hearts may be changed as you give your desires and your passions to the Lord. You know, there's a lot of desires and passions that aren't of the Lord. And we know about them in our world today, and so many people are living by those things. But if we look at our passion and passions and desires that the Lord has given us, then he can change our hearts and our minds to serve him in a new creative way, to do things that we didn't even realize we could do. I pray that as you experience the Lord's presence in his body and blood today and, and sense that nourishment and that strength that comes when we're fed spiritually from his hand, that you would sense a new direction and a change will come over you so that in the days ahead that passion that has been within you that you have kind of kept closed up will ignite and allow the Holy Spirit to touch the lives of many other people. You are God's servants. You and I are God's missionaries. Let's take those skills and passions he's given us and use them for good. Amen.